This is an RNZ podcast. The media have pulled out all the stops this past week to report COVID-19 developments. And quite rightly, they've been classed as an essential service during this national emergency. Well, a former journalist who knows all about working in such adversity is Andrew Holden. He was the editor of Christchurch daily paper The Press when the Christchurch quake hit in 2011. And now he's the weekly media commentator on RNZ's 9 to noon. And on Tuesday, he told listeners this. My call to, um, to everybody really is if you haven't subscribed, if you don't pay for media in any form, nobody cares which outlet, any contribution you can make to keep journalists on the road and, and providing uh, great information is really important at this time. Media companies lately have been echoing that plea too. In the Wellington region, people have been offered a 40% discount on home delivery of the Dominion Post and digital access as well. And the ODT has been offering a 25% discount to its readers, with reporters on social media urging followers to pick up the offer. This week, Stuff CEO Sinead Boucher made the point that newspapers delivered to the door are particularly popular among older people, and as they're confined to their homes right now, that makes it even more important that their papers get through at this time. But some people are also worried about the risks of that. We live in a digital world. Most of our news is gathered on our iPads or laptops. Do we need a a physical delivery of newsprint to our home in this time? News Talk ZB sports host Darcy Waldegrave there, possibly making himself a bit unpopular with the skeleton staff putting out the Herald in the same building at the same time. But what triggered that? Well, it was a call from a woman called Dawn who was not happy about her grandson delivering papers during a potential pandemic. Um, How they feel about us having to be knowledgeable, having to be told we've got to go out and deliver them. Well, surely, is is that an essential service? Media is essential service, that's why we're still broadcasting. Um, but the delivery mm, of think. newspapers in a digital era, and that can mm. be transmitted through a newspaper to the next house, to the next house, the next house. Like Again, I'm not educated on this, but from what I've read, it would suggest that that mm. would be probably not the smartest move. And this was a concern that had already occurred to the Herald's publisher NZME, according to another ZB caller that night. Some an hour ago, got a subscribers, you know, email to all subscribers from New Zealand Herald. Part of that email said, and for our subscribers receiving paper deliveries, we want to assure you that the process of generating a paper newspaper is all highly automated. Those parts where personnel have to touch the paper, they are following all the instructions, sanitizing, blah, blah, blah. Nothing about the delivery boy. Wash your hands as soon as you finish reading the paper, or wash the surface as soon as you finish reading the paper. Don't touch your face and then toss it in the bin. Big newspaper publishers this week have been reassuring their readers in print and online that they really have taken into account the safety of their readers in distributing the paper. But is it really necessary to sanitise your delivered daily paper before reading it these days and then bin it or even burn it after reading it, as Darcy Waldegrave suggested there? Well, it was one of the questions for microbiologist Susie Wiles on RNZ's 9 to noon last Wednesday. Someone also over 70 saying, should I cancel the home delivery of the newspaper? So, again, I would say put your newspaper in quarantine for 24 hours. The the, the um, later studies showed that the uh, virus was still viable after, 20, well, up to 24 hours on cardboard. So I would imagine that paper would be the same. Um, so this may, might mean that you're reading yesterday's Herald tomorrow. 
And of all the hassles of life in lockdown these days, waiting another day to read the daily paper seems like a particularly cruel twist for patrons of a business already under the gun but doing essential work. On Friday night, the publishers of the country's local and community papers and magazines of all kinds were suddenly told they're no longer considered essential during the lockdown. The risks of printing and distributing were too great, the Ministry for Culture and Heritage said in a memo by email. It said that only daily newspapers are now considered essential at this stage for the timely dissemination of news to the majority of New Zealanders. And the memo also said they are expected to take strong measures to ensure the safety of staff and the public. So that means titles like The Woman's Weekly and New Zealand Listener Magazine and many others with tens of thousands of subscribers won't be in the mail for them in the coming weeks. Trade publications and monthly magazines will also be affected, along with those local papers that aren't dailies. Now, this alarmed the Community Newspapers Association and Industry Association Print NZ. They say they provide localised news that's not covered in the daily papers and serve readers who don't read news online or can't afford subscriptions. In many cases, this will leave them isolated at a time when this is least needed, said Print New Zealand's general manager, Ruth Cobb. She's asked for a government rethink of this decision. So what was the response? So they have come back and said that they will give consideration to the points that have been made. Um, That was a brief email and then we're awaiting um, a more detailed response to that. And um, I know that some of them have voluntarily, for that reason... Not publish or are not publishing their papers in this four-week time frame. But correspondingly, you've still got people that um, do want to put their papers out because they understand the service they provide in the community. And you know, I guess my point would be that they are equally as capable of making their deliverers safe as are the Herald, um, etc., or the two, you know, the daily newspapers. Possibly the the train of thought hasn't gone quite far enough. I I think that they've looked at that and thought, oh, here's an easy solution. We'll cut this. These people are providing news daily, so therefore that will be the most relevant. Um, Without thinking about reach and where those papers can get to. And with some local papers already in a bad state financially, I asked Print EdZ's general manager, Ruth Cobb, that she reckoned that some might never re-emerge in print at all. Yeah, I would have I would have fears about that. It would that it would be very difficult for them to get that because you know they have a they have a unique advertising advertiser base, and if that advertiser base moves away from them um, and finds alternatives, it may be difficult to get them back. So def- definitely, that it threatens some small New Zealand businesses that are that are providing a very valuable service. And ironically, all this comes at a time when there's been a huge spike in public demand for news coverage. But even the outlets still deemed essential are unlikely to profit from it in this current climate. In fact, some may not survive the economic shocks to come out of the events they're covering right now, as Bernard Hickey said earlier in that interview, because news publishers are largely dependent on advertising revenue, and they overlap with other industries, also in suspension right now and facing an uncertain future. This week, Media Watch's Hayden Donnell reported that right in the middle of all this, reporters at Stuff and the New Zealand Herald's publisher NZME were asked to take leave to reduce costs, and at NZME, some were given 24 hours to express an interest in voluntary redundancy. That's definitely demoralising for them at this time of stress, and just last week, NZME's chief executive published a full-page statement in its papers promising the highest standard of journalism during the current crisis. 
This week, Stuff launched its latest environmental journalism initiative, The Forever Project, with its first dedicated quarterly magazine and its weekend papers. Stuff's climate editor Eloise Gibson acknowledged that people have other pressing things on their mind right now, but she said we want to do more than just articulate the scale of the peril. We want to share solutions and help our readers hold on to hope, she said. Media companies will need solutions and hope themselves to conquer the perils they now face in the post-pandemic times ahead and to carry on doing the work they've been doing this week when we really needed it. They've kept going when the country closed down and the fear is now many will struggle to stay open when the rest of the country does eventually open up again.